the Gospel from John. Later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. And this is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there, Simon Peter, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, fellows, you have, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat and you will get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Then the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped for work, jumped into the water, and headed to shore. <clears throat> the others stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore, for they were only about a hundred yards from the shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. Bring some of the fish you've just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to the shore. There were 153 large fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know that I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Then Jesus said, then feed my sheep. I tell you the truth, when you were young, you were able to go and do as you liked. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. Then Jesus told him, follow me. Here ends the reading. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, who inspires us all. Amen. Okay, movie quote challenge. What movie does this line come from? We're on a mission from God. The Blues Brothers. That 1980 classic movie set in the city of Chicago about brothers Jake, played by John Belushi, and Elwood, played by Dan Aykroyd, 
Jake and Elwood are a couple of scofflaws who have had many run-ins with the authorities. In fact, at the very beginning of the movie, Jake has just gotten out of prison. But rather than returning to their old life of crime, he has an epiphany that they are now being called to be on this mission. And what was the mission? Anyone? It's only been since 1980. (laughs) The mission was to save the orphanage that they were raised in. It seems that there was a $5,000 back tax bill that needed to be paid or the whole place was going to be shut down. So Jake and Elwood see it as their mission to raise money by getting their band back together and having a concert. Well, the movie, of course, is filled with great music and a lot of police chases, car crashes, explosions, and every kind of obstacle you can think of that Jake and Elle would have to get around to fulfill their mission from God. It's an entertaining movie. It's a comedy. It's certainly not a religious movie. However, the storyline that it follows is a very common biblical theme. The theme where God calls some very surprising and some very unlikely characters to fulfill a holy mission. That theme shows up again and again in scripture. Take our reading today from the book of Acts. This is a story about the Apostle Paul, or Saul as he is known in this story, and his call to follow a mission from God. And like Jake and Elwood, Paul is not someone you would necessarily expect God to call to fulfill a holy mission. I mean, after all, the story begins just a few years after Jesus' resurrection, and Paul is breathing threats and murder. He is ready to bind up and drag off to prison those who were following the teaching of Jesus. So it is a bit surprising that Jesus chooses Paul as an instrument to fulfill this mission. In the story we read today, Paul breathing threats and murder, he has one encounter with the risen Christ and he is transformed. And he says yes to the mission to bring the name of Jesus before Gentiles and kings and the people of Israel. And now 2,000 years later, we know that Paul will go on to travel around the ancient world and he will be starting churches and he will be spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. He says yes to God's mission and his life is completely changed. He's changed forever. So let me ask you this. Are you on a mission from God? If you feel like you're an unlikely character for God to use in fulfilling a holy mission, well then you are exactly who God is calling. I mean, just follow the storyline of God calling the likes of St. Paul or Jake or Elwood. God has a mission for you. God has a mission for this church. Let's be ready to say yes. You be ready to say yes to what God is calling you to do. 
This week, we begin our stewardship campaign with the theme, Mission Possible. Mission Possible, nothing is impossible with God. And we've discerned our mission statement here at Good Shepherd. Let's see if you know it. It is to share God's, grow our, and serve. Excellent. It's a great mission statement, but listen, it's only words. It's only words strung together until that mission takes life in you. Until you put flesh on those words, it looks great on paper. That mission needs you. You are on a mission from God. We are on a mission from God. Anytime your words or actions share the love of God, you are on a mission from God. Whenever you offer forgiveness or feed the hungry or mentor a child in faith, you are on a mission from God. Whenever you share your resources of time or money to grow the kingdom of God here on earth, you are on a mission from God. That's why we gather here. We gather here to receive God's gifts and then we are sent out into the world to share God's gift with others. Whether that mission is to bring the name of Jesus before Gentiles and kings or to save an orphanage or to love each other or to care for our neighbor, God is calling you and us as the body of Christ. For example... In her sermon last week, Pastor Alice told some powerful stories about the mission of God that we are all on together through our ministry down at the Edge House at UC. If you didn't hear her sermon last week, I encourage you to find it on our YouTube page, easy to do, it's worth a listen. Our mission at the Edge House is to create a safe and affirming place where college students can live into their identity as beloved child of God and discover the mission that God has for them. We provide a space for that. Last week, Pastor Alice told us that she hears from students regularly what a critical part that ministry has played in their lives. And sometimes she has even heard that that ministry has played a life-saving, not a life-changing, but a life-saving part of their young life. The Edge House is part of our mission from God. It's how we put flesh on that mission statement. In other mission news, I was recently talking with one of our members who was in worship at Good Shepherd on that fateful day in a Sunday in September in 2019 when we gave out $60,000 in blank checks to all of you and asked you to go out and give them away in the community. Well, just a couple of weeks ago, this woman told me that she and her family are still involved and engaged with the ministry that they gave their check to. Giving that check started the relationship for them. And she said it's been good for her family to be involved in that ministry and to have a place to serve. They have put flesh on our mission. And I said to her, that's exactly what we were hoping would happen. 
because that's exactly how this mission from God thing happens. We gather here each week. We come together to worship, and we receive God's gifts of grace and love and forgiveness, and then we are sent out from here to share that grace and love and forgiveness with everyone we meet. To share the love of Jesus, that is your mission. That is our mission. So we're at that time of year when we pause. We ask you to prayerfully decide on your support for our mission together, our mission possible for the year ahead. This week, watch your mailbox. You'll be getting your new estimate of giving card, which we're asking you to fill out and bring back here on May 22nd. Between now and then, I hope you will be praying. I hope you'll be discerning. I hope you'll be listening to how God is calling you to mission and how your support of this ministry, this ministry that you are a critical and important part of, how that plays into your mission from God. You know, I've been reflecting a lot these days. On the last eight years, it was eight years ago today that I started my, my work here at Good Shepherd. And as I've been thinking about that, one of my great joys in serving as your pastor has been getting to witness your faithful and bold generosity. Your generosity as individual people as you support this ministry and your generosity as a congregation. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Your generosity as you support what's happening in our community. This mission requires resources and you have stepped up to the plate. You have responded to God's call. And this is the time of year when we ask you to put that on paper Make your commitment to, so that we can say yes to the mission God is calling us to. Now, our mission usually doesn't come with police chases and explosions like it did for Jake and Elwood, unless Pastor Alex is involved. <laughs> and it usually doesn't come with dramatic encounters with the risen Christ and temporary blindness like it did for St. Paul. Our mission probably comes more as gentle nudges from Jesus and everyday opportunities to care for others. We discern our mission through our faithful worship, being here, and our continued commitment to grow as disciples, to hear God's voice. It's nothing too flashy, but it's being faithful to, to God's voice. However the call comes, just know that you are being called, that we are being called on a mission from God. Amen.